here's what I've learned throughout my years. 10% of something is way better than 100% of nothing. Correct. So first off, I just want to say welcome to the podcast. And before we jump into the episode, let me tell you a little bit about myself and what you can expect. I have been in the business now for coming up on 30 years. What we're going to talk about in this podcast are things that go on in my day-to-day life, whether it be as a manager, whether it be as a consultant, whether it be as someone who is creating products that's helping musicians all over the world. If there's something going on in the industry, we're going to talk about it. If there's a strategy that needs to be taught, we're going to talk about it. And if there's some way that I can help get you closer to your goal, then you are in the right place because that's what we are going to talk about here on the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Now let's jump into the episode. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Hey. Hey, how are you, sir? Doing all right. How about yourself? Good. Are you in uh, Miami? Yes, I am. You are. Why, yes, I am. There's a lot of good music coming out of Miami. Yes, sir. Uh, Where are you at? Where are you? I'm in Nashville. I'm in Nashville. I'm just to the north of you a little bit. Come on now. Come on. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. We got a couple little tunes coming out of this town, too. Yeah, just just a couple. Just a little, you know, a little doodads here and there. Have you... Ever I love Nashville. In, oh, good. Do you get up here much? Uh, I, I need to go there more. Yeah. Um, I've, I've gone there a couple of times, but I, I definitely need to be there a lot more. But yeah. You should. And when you come up here, uh, let me know so I can introduce you to some folks. And there's a lot of people that would love to get into your world as well. Uh, the the yes, times sir. have changed uh, mm-hmm. here. You know, uh, even Prescription Music has a Nashville office now. And wow. there's a lot of pop music being produced oh, yeah, out yeah, in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kip Williams, yeah, is one of the producers, and Katie Fagan is who runs the office here. Yes, yes, and I was good friends with uh, someone, a cousin like this guy, Robert Marvin, who is uh, who used to be, or the cousins that I do work with Busby, who oh, yeah. does a lot, a lot of work there out of Nashville. So yeah, Busby's great. Uh, Busby is part was part last year of a TV show that I'm involved with up in Canada called The Launch. Oh, and great! On yes. his Okay, so on his episode, there was a little 14-year-old girl at the time that he fell in love with. Well, I manage her. Her name's Vivian Hicks. And Vivian, half a million Instagram followers, 1.4 million on TikTok. She's she's a little badass. Awesome. And uh, yeah, so there's also some really good writers here. One of the gals that works for me that uh, is an artist, you know, just got her first sound exchange check from her Radio Disney song, you know, her song that played on Radio Disney. And there's there's a lot of it. We, we have a thing called TUNS, the Other Nashville Society is what it stands for, which oh. is a lot of people in the space that are more than just the country folk. And yeah. people yeah. love it here because there's no state income tax, kind of like what you're dealing with in Florida. The way that our airport is, you get through security in 15 minutes. You go to L.A., get your time with the time change. You can take the 7 o'clock flight, be on the CBS studio lot like I was at, a, you know, by 11. You know, mm. it's like you can be in New York in an hour. You can be in Toronto in an hour and 45 minutes. It's like there's just so many things yeah. that are going on. And uh, it's just a great place to be. Uh, it really is. Uh, and how did you find Dane? Man, um, well, did he find came- you. Yeah. See, it, 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 no, the serpent. It, it's also good. He's no, a it, snake. It, he's the. He's one of my favorite snakes in the world. 
Dude, awesome. I mean, listen, we we're we're we've uh, we linked arms together about a um, a year and a half back through a good friend of mine, Graham Cochran. Guy, Graham is yeah, yeah. So Graham, Graham and I linked up. Well, so a little backstory. So I've I've just been since like the end of '99. I sort of DJing and producing music, electronic music, and that led into working with Timberland, and that got the ball rolling into producing full time for the past 18 years. So being in Miami, coming from that urban background, working on so many of the projects has been great. Then about four years ago, I just had this passion to want to come alongside other aspiring producers and sure. help them take their next step forward. And then I just started to take a look at the landscape and I'm like, something's, you know, the rat race is getting crazier. Yep. Uh, you know, there's now there's, you know, millions of people shooting for Rihanna's single. And we all know the politics that goes behind getting that song placed. And I'm like, Okay, do I bend over backwards and try to – this is actually about nine years ago I started seeing the writing on the wall because I just got married. And I was like, I don't want to be in the studio till 7 a.m. trying to bend over backwards to right. make – you know, trying to do the rat race to get a song placed and hope that something would happen again. Right. Um, so – and then I, I was called to do a couple clinics locally at an SAE and they're like, hey, would you do some workshops? I got the taste of being able to aspire and teach. Right. And then I was like, I love it. I'm addicted to this. So I came back to them. I was like, I, I, I do a whole workshop. I was like, that's weird. Yeah, sure. It was like, I'll do another one. I was like, okay. <laughs> I said, I'll do another workshop. So I got the ball rolling. The hamster wheel started moving towards why don't, why can't I just create a resource that allows this to, why can't I have an outlet for that type sure. of things too? So I started doing like some live workshops, some brick and mortar stuff. Then I started, as I started venturing into the online world, I linked up with Graham because he's based in Tampa, but I tapped him on the shoulder. I was like, dude, you're crushing this. Right. And I was like, you're, you're crushing this space. And uh, I'm a fan of what you're doing. Love it. Well, that's it. Here's my best Graham Cochran impersonation. Hello, friend. Hey, friends. What's up? This is Graham from the Recording Revolution. And uh, I just want to let you know. Yeah, hey, friend. you got to stop using that microphone. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So... So I, I, I reached out just to freaking tap the guy on the shoulder and say, awesome, I'm, I'm, you're, you're killing it. And then he reached back out. I was like, dude, I know who you are. It's awesome. And I was like, and I was just like, man, uh, let me buy you a virtual lunch and just ask a couple questions. And, and I, I wanted to get into that market, that coaching marketplace of, of providing that platform. And, uh, and so I linked up with D um, because he, Graham came to me. He said, hey, some guy hit me up. I'm trying to, he, he's like, <laughs> I don't know if I should bring him on board for some partnership. I go, bro, here's what I've learned throughout my years. 10% of something is way better than 100% of nothing. Correct. So if he can multiply your stuff by sixfold, that's better than you trying to continue bootstrapping this on your own. That's right. So needless to say, six months down the line, I, I you know, was putting my foot in my mouth too when he came to me because we did a joint launch on a product. Right. And then he was like, bro, you got to go membership. We got to do this. I go, look. I'll do it, but you got to run all that stuff because I just want to focus on content. Like That's right. Um, you want to create. You want to do the coaching. You want to get in the studio and let people ask you questions and record it. And then I always tell it. people, you create it. I'll teach you how to get rid of it. That's yeah. what Dane does better than anybody. Yeah. So I, I just have like, dude, we'll partner on Beat Academy together. Take the reins. Do the copy. Do the yep. sequences. Do all the marketing stuff. And let me just do what I do. Yeah. And, and so that started January. We officially launched Beat Academy in January. 
That's wonderful. And, and, and I've already started recording this because this is what I love our conversations. And yes. I think what that does is what, what has just happened here, folks, as you guys have heard, it's all about collaboration. It's mm. not finding people that are like you. It's finding people that are different than you and letting them come in and do their thing. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because so I, like you, had reached out to Graham. I had seen some of his YouTube videos, and I come from the radio ma uh, marketing. Uh, I come from the management, you know, was part of the team that launched Taylor Swift. You know, yeah. I've consulted all these different records. I read a book a few years ago uh, called The Millionaire Messenger that said, make a difference and make a living sharing your knowledge and experience with others. Awesome. Book, and I'm like, dude, nobody need the people all think they need a manager. They need a coach. They yes. need an advisor. And and I said and I just said this at the CD Baby DIY Musicians Conference. I said, how many of you guys feel that spending an hour with me could change your music career? And they, thousands of them raised their hand. I said, well, here's the problem. I'm three hundred dollars an hour, which I know you see by now. That's a great value. But there's not enough hours in the day for me to get to all of you. And most of you ask the same questions. Most of you have the same concerns. Most of you need to go down the same path in order to get to the next place. I have that for you, and it's called group coaching, and I kind of moved yeah. them along. Uh, so Graham and I have always been a promoter of his products. Last year in November, uh, Dane came to me and said, uh, we want to give you away as a Black Friday bonus. I said, what mm -hmm. do you mean by give me away as a Black Friday bonus? And he <laughs> says, we would like to take some of your social media stuff if you could create us videos that we can actually put inside of our program. And that will introduce you to our audience, so on and so forth. And my my idea I, at that time, I'm like, holy shit. I said, here's the bigger problem that I've been having is all of us digital marketers and marketers in the music space have been – you know, hey, here's give people a username and password to this. Give people a username and password to this. And I'm like, hell no, let's content swap. It's yeah. like if I've got an audience that's paid to be in this membership program and I can introduce them to someone and then give them the ability to go then build their own relationship. So my buddy, Charlie, Charlie Wallace, guitar mastery method. It's like, great. You guys don't know how to play an instrument. Charlie's got bar chord mastery and capo mastery right inside the there course. There you go. Boom. You say you don't know how to write a song? Well, fantastic. My buddy Martin Sutton has Songwriting Academy. You don't yeah. know how to produce your own tracks. You've got a computer. Guess what? Ill Factor has Beat Academy. You don't know how to mix your own music. Now Spotify is going to let you send your music them to directly, and Crazy. you've got to be able to mix like a pro. Guess what? Graham's got Recording Revolution. He'll even teach you how to record a song from scratch. So yeah. that's when I started sitting there saying to myself, "Is you know what? I don't want to be the expert in everything. I want to have access to the experts. Come and on everything. now. And Come that's, on now. Yeah, Please. so that's kind of where my world is at. I started this about five years ago. Uh, just recently started my podcast, had a guy see me speaking on stage. I'm like you. I don't speak on panels. I either get to do a workshop or I don't participate in the conference. Yeah. Uh, I'm at CD Baby. Uh, I'm doing the Canadian Music Week. Uh, I've, I've got a lot of different things that I'm doing, but I always said, you know, we all sit on the panels and can talk about the same shit that's broken. We know what's broken. You right. know, I want to be the solution that helps fixes it. You yeah. know, I want like with you, when you just shared your video that we put into the masterclass, building the demo around Lego house, yeah. you know, it's like, do you know how many people that's going to be able to affect, you know, how mm. many people that's going to be able to touch? It was like, wow, this is like rock solid. So that's when I just said, look, I just want to have a conversation with this guy because you have a servant's heart. 
And mm. those are the people that will win in the end. It's like everybody else that thinks there's this competition thing right now. We are in the world of collaboration. We are in a world where mm. you go look at the charts. I don't even care. Now the country charts, so-and-so featuring so-and-so, so-and-so featuring so-and-so. Florida Georgia Lions' biggest song ever is with B.B. Rexa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's crazy. If that doesn't tell you what's happening right now, Danielle Bradbury has a new single featuring Thomas Rhett. You know, Tori Kelly is with Chris Lane. It's like, that's what we do. And I always tell people, we just don't have one weight loss book on our shelf and no one has a playlist on Spotify with just one artist. Yeah. There's all yeah. these different people that can help each other. So No, absolutely. And just to kind of echo and chime on that, which is, well, you know, I couldn't put it any 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 better myself. I I realized though at the at the beginning of my journey of getting my feet wet without having YouTube or even even MySpace at the time wasn't there. Just this interaction with the world uh, media or the the platforms that we have today. Um, what I just what I went towards doing at the very beginning of my career was treating people as projects instead of people. Interesting. And, and they became step ladders to where it is that I wanted to go. So especially, and it was just the culture. I mean, when I would work with Timberland and, and being under Jimmy Douglas's wing and with so many people, it just felt natural to be like, well, hey, you know who that guy is? That's the manager for Justin Bieber or this guy or that right. guy. I was like, okay, well, let me do what I can to get to where I want to go. And I started treating people's projects or as like, what can I get out of this person that I really want to get out so I can you know, step on them and get to that. And this, sure. it was this doggy dog. And it was taken as that's just part of the game, bro. That's how we live. That's how the thing is done. And I came to this understanding that when it was done to me, it didn't, it wasn't so rewarding. It wasn't <laughs> it like, it didn't feel so good. did it? No, it didn't feel good at all. And then my, my paradigm, my mind sh shifted, like I said, about nine years ago when I realized, man, you know, um, I started experiencing the power of giving, um, and, and realizing that, uh, and, and people started looking at me really funny and strange as like, I don't get it. Like, why are you going to this day? I've got people, why are you going out of your way right. to provide such a window of opportunity for so many people? I go, you know what? Um, when you win, I win and not, I'm not even coming from a selfish motive of having you win. It's just that I'm seeing such a tremendous truth to it's better to give than it is to receive. I'm seeing the weight of that come to fruition in my life so well that and and I'm in a new season of my life too. I, I you sure. know I'm married. I've got three boys. I, I the value of what it is that I'm investing my time in is completely different than when I was. Yo, I got to make the next you know hit right. record on so and so's record. But I'm seeing just so much uh, come back and the value of giving more than just hey I want to do this all on my own. And so the production world, even producing music, is open the laptop and it's just you and the right. software. All right. And it becomes cold a little bit. And so um, one thing I always advise a lot of the guys who want to get into producing and want to excel in it, I say, first, realize your strengths and your weaknesses, because now you know who to stand in the who can stand in the gap for you right. in light of your weaknesses. Like if you're a great songwriter, forcing yourself to learn how to make beats is it's OK. Maybe you need to do it out of necessity. Sure. But man, having somebody who can do that really well will serve you so much farther than you just trying to reinvent the wheel all on your own. Well, and you don't have to do it all on your own. And the thing, going back to what you said about people will always question about what you do. We live in such a skeptical time that when yeah. good people offer you quality stuff, you're like, okay, what's the catch? What's yeah. the scam? You know, it's like I shared with someone and I was talking with this dad this morning and 
he's like, you know, my daughter's 14 and, you know, we got about 20 songs. And uh, I said, great. You know, she needs to have a hundred. She needs to have 200. You know, I said, and I always throw Taylor in there. I said, look, you guys got to remember Taylor for from 12 to 16 did nothing but write songs every day. She Mm -hmm. wasn't out trying to tour. She wasn't out trying to do anything. She was honing her craft. He said, well, we haven't really performed a lot this year because this year's the focus was getting the music right. Last year was all about touring and performing. I'm like, wait, so you went out and performed without quality music? Shouldn't you have gotten the music right first and then gone out and toured? And he's like, man, I didn't even think about it like that. I said, well, that's why you get mentorship. That's why you seek guidance. And the thing that I had to really, I don't want to say convince, I think that's the wrong word, is I had to show people, it's like they all felt that because the traditional manager, if I make money, he makes money. Okay, great. Here's the problem, though. The manager's work is all done on the front end. There may or may not be a back end. The signing bonuses days are over of those half a million dollar bonuses that the manager used to stay on board for because he knew he would get his 15%. And right now, artists aren't able to compete, and they're so frustrated that they have to do a lot of this stuff on their own. They're sitting around waiting for permission. They're sitting around waiting for someone to help them. And I'm like, stop it already. It's like – Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I got to jump in. Yeah, and pay – you pay a vocalist. You pay a guitar teacher. You pay an attorney, but you want me to give my shit away for free so you can take me to lunch and pick my brain. No, I'll dump my brain other places. Jump in, my brother. Jump in. Yeah, yeah. I definitely (laughs) – you know what I'm seeing is – on the other flip, on the flip side of that, I'm dealing with a lot of independent artists and even some major recording artists who've been eating caviar for so long right. that when it comes down to opening up a can of, a can of tuna, they're like, I don't even know where to begin. Therefore, I don't. I'm paralyzed. Right. And so for the independent artists, and what what I mean by that analogy is, is that the I'm getting a lot of independent artists. Um, one, you know, a couple where they're like, I need a manager, and I get what they're trying to say. Sure. Is I want somebody to do the grunt work. And I just want to sit on the park bench with my talent and hope that that's enough. And I, and I, and I simply tapped him on the shoulders like, we're not there anymore, guys. We're not there anymore because you now have, you know, for 20 bucks a year or distro kid or whatever, you have the same platform and the access that Katy Perry does. So we got to wake up and now you have to start working smarter and not, you know, and, and not harder. So come up with the right strategy and the plans. And that's where guys like yourself, uh, can come alongside and link arms with people who need it, but that these artists are still hung up on this notion. I was like, no, I know what I have to do. And I could, I could talk to them to the blue in the face about, you know, developing a funnel system, get them or get some email marketing going, get all these things going. They're like, "Mm, yeah, I just need to meet so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah. That's why every single person that P Diddy's ever been involved with is a major superstar. It's bullshit. They're not, you know, because it's, it's like I told somebody the other day is one is that, Stop. There is no there is no entitlement store. You know, you're not entitled to anything. Too many people complain about the way they want things instead of dealing with the way things are. And the way things are right now is that no smart. I'll say preface that no smart investor or record company or manager is they do not have to start a fire ever again. They are now strictly the gasoline. They are going to go find someone who's already started that little fire, and then they're going to come in and douse the hell out of it. All the tools are available for artists to start their own fire. I did a podcast today where I said, stop asking for permission. Stop telling me that if I would only give you a chance, I'm giving you a chance to prove to me that you understand the business that you're in. 
Yeah. I'm giving you a chance to show me that your music's important. I'm giving you a chance to show me that you understand the value of social media. It's not a marketing tool. It's a communication tool. It's an engagement tool. I'm giving you those chances. What you want is a chance for me to do everything I can to help you succeed, but you're not willing to do the work to even get my attention in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Wow. I love this. Yeah. Yeah, There we go. We're just just fist pumping. It just got hot in her. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> With yeah, what man, you and, do. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's hard. It's like we're not in the business of trying to convince someone of no. the notion of like, here's the, here's the, long, here's the roadmap. Here's right. the work that has to be done. Um, you know, we can, we, can present, we can present the water, but we can't force them to drink it. Right. Um, and sometimes my heart breaks when you have talent, but they're just like, I just don't want to deal with that work. I'm like, okay, then – then, then that's the route. So it's, it's like, now I don't know how you feel about this, but then you see a lot of people who are willing to put the hustle in and willing to put the time. Um, but maybe they're still rough around the edges. And I do get a, I do get a bunch of those and I go, I get it. You know, this, this is not the type of industry in which you are entitled to victory. Well, you know, what's funny is I say this a lot is I'll say your rewards are not in direct proportion to the work that you put in. And that frustrates a lot of people. Yeah, it really does. It does because not a, this is one of those industries that that where that happens because uh, you know it, in a lot of service industries if you're a good dentist you do get a lot of work and right. whatever the case may be. But even so, I, what I wanted to conclude with that victory is the victory that you hold as defined that maybe the culture in this industry will define for you. So what I mean by that, let me unpack that. Yes, is that. We're grabbing onto this myth of what success looks like in this industry that people are still grabbing onto and thinking, I'm not successful until I get the, 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 the logo on the bus, the Madison Square Garden, or even just, hey, man, if I could just – what I get is this. I just want to make a living off of music. I get it. That, hey, that's great. But what does that look like specifically? Does that look like having a million fans or, or a million sales and something like that? Right. What does that look like? And so – we have this now. People have to realize, okay, I'm a, I'm a single mom. I've got two kids. I'm like in, you know, my late twenties, but I love music. Okay, well, what does success look like to you? Does it look like I want to reach somebody's life with my music? Okay, great. Here's what you can. Here's the platform for that. Right. But if you're trying to make a multi-million dollar business out of that, here's the grind that you're going to have to do. Sure. To get to that point. You know what's interesting? I love that. No, no, no. I love it. And you and I are so on point with the way that we think. It's scary because one of the first program, the first video in my program is the mindset. We have to adjust the mind. It's like I some somebody asked me a question yesterday. They said, so tell me about the successes that your clients have had. I said, well, it really depends on what we defined as what their goal was. I said, right. someone who hasn't written a single song, their goal was they wanted to write and record five quality songs last year, that was success to them. I have a couple who want to be able to pay their bills and tour together that doesn't have a manager, a booking agent, uh, and a song on the radio that they did $180,000 last year. That was success to them. I said, I have another guy that just wanted to break even. (laughs) He wanted to finally get out of the red, and that was success to him. I said, everyone's definitions of success. I said, the only thing that I can promise you is to prepare you for whatever opportunity opens itself up to you and also be willing to not let you go into an opportunity before you're ready because the amount of people that probably contact you every day wanting you to work with them, if you're like me, I'm looking for reasons to say no. 
not reasons yeah. to say yes, because there's too many of you. So yeah. when I go and look at your socials or look at this, it's like when Scott Borchette at Big Machine Records gets hits up by someone, he'll go to me and he'll say, go tell me if their engagement is real. Because right. he's been fooled by their number of followers before. A lot of labels have been fooled by taking the YouTube kid with a million views and releasing yeah. a record and can't sell 300 copies. So what's making it hard for a lot of you is that people were just jumping to signing artists based on what they thought it was about now versus what it's always been about. Fans. Yeah. Do you relate to them? Come you know, on now. It's like it's it's so amazing. Tell tell everyone who doesn't know. Tell us a little bit about Justin and where Ill Factor came from and what's going on with you. We've just jumped into this great conversation, and I'm glad we did because this yeah. is where some of the best stuff for me happens. But tell everyone a little bit about yourself, and then let's talk about Beat Academy. Sure. Well, I like long walks on the beach, basket yeah. weaving underwater. No, yeah. happy I, dogs. I was, yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, yeah, I was born raised here in Miami, Florida. Um, I come, I grew up as a musician. My dad himself was a musician. I started playing trombone, learned piano. So all throughout schooling, I, I was that kid. I was the, the dorky kid with the huge trombone case walking around yes. through the hallway. Yeah. I had a love for music and I knew that the way it, music impacted me in my circle of friends was a lot different. So immediately, like so many people who are listening to this podcast, just had a, a, an intrinsic love for music uh, that spawned into DJing out of high school, like I mentioned earlier. And then I I, uh, I started just linking up with a couple uh, guys uh, lo locally here. There's some big festivals like when Ultra Music Festival started taking off and a lot of the underground um, uh, electronic music scene. So I started DJing, touring and doing a bunch of that. And that led me to just start doing remix work for uh, Timberland and Ricky Martin. Oh, wow. And, and then, uh, here's, and here's the thing I tell a lot of people like, you know, what was the, what was the gateway? I definitely recommend remixing or, you know, even now to interpret the, that for the independent artists, make doing covers, right? It's like, you're not going to, people don't really get familiar with your own catalog. So if you start off with covers, we'll, we'll talk about it later. So I started remixing, um, and I linked up with, uh, Jimmy Douglas, who is a legend in the music industry. He mixed everything from Aretha Franklin, Foreigner, uh, produced Foreigner, and then found Missy Elliott and Timberland. So when they moved down to Miami, uh, instead of coming up to Timberland and say, Hey man, I make beats, which is trying to sell water to a whale. It was like, <laughs> uh, I, I can do remixes like, okay, here's this guy who is like the king of hip hop right now right. for hip hop production. He might not be the greatest at producing electronic music for remixes. So the strengths and weaknesses. So I just said, hey, I'd offer my services. If you guys need any remix work done, I'd be more than happy to do that. Uh, needless to say, a, a couple of days later, they hit me up on that offer. It's like, hey, remember that guy we met? So here, try a couple of remixes. I did a couple of them. Uh, they loved the work and called me to the studio one day. He's like, you know, here's some more stuff. So I got the ball rolling and I linked up closely with Jimmy Douglas uh, and that mentorship is really where everything, the, the, the tires started hitting the road and, and just being under his wing and being in that, being in that environment and being mentored. Now, during the day I was going to school for music business and then leaving school and then in the studio with Timberland and Jimmy Douglas, I'm like doing the music business. Yeah. And I was like, this music <laughs> business that I heard, I heard about earlier this morning is so different, like than, than real life, you know, right. The, th the things I signed, the conversations I had oh, how funny. were not being witnessed in the, the theory of it during the day. Anyways, uh, so that started the ball rolling into not just being the guy in the corner doing the remix stuff, but then I was around them to be like, okay, it's your turn up to bat. 
And I started to produce uh, stuff with like uh, Genuine. And then they were working on the Justin Timberlake Future Sex Love uh, record. So I was able to be a part of that experience. And then that, that got the ball rolling to working with uh, guys like Matis Yahoo, uh, Jewish Hasidic reggae artists. Then one thing started leading to another. It's like, hey, you need management. And hey, you need this. And then, <laughs> you know, everything was happening so fast. And and uh, started developing a um, just a network and just, you know, the whole L.A. scene and then bouncing back and forth from there and, and Miami and here. And so, um, yeah, just been, I've been absolutely blessed to be doing this for a living for the past 18 years. So well, what's cool. And what I love about your story is you didn't go and ask Timberland what he can do for you. You went yeah. and said, here's what I can do for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. you totally, it's like you brought value and it's so, and a lot of people don't even understand. It's like, if you walk into an office of someone and it looks a mess and you're an organizational person and you say, Hey, I would love to come in and help you get this stuff organized. I would just love to listen in on what's going on so that I can learn who's going to say no to that. If they're an unorganized person, yeah. you know, it's like you yeah. just brought value to them. But if you said, Hey, can I come hang around and observe what you do? It's like, hell, you should be paying me to hang around and observe right. what I do. That's real education. Yeah, you know, and, but if you're going to provide and, and, some kind of value, and that's what I love what you did. And then you got yeah. to be more, like you said, than that guy in the corner. Yeah, and, and I didn't realize that at the time. I didn't see the importance of bringing value to a circumstance until later on because at that time I thought it was like, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to do what I can. Let me step <laughs> on who I can to get where that's I'm right. at. I was like, Mom, I'm meeting with Timberland tonight. And she's like, what? And she's Cuban, and I'm you know I'm Cuban-Puerto Rican, even okay. though I look Irish. But it's like <laughs> – and she's like – Nino no me so like don't stop making up stories so that you won't have to eat dinner. You know, I was living at my parents' house at the time, sure. and especially when I met Ricky Martin, she was like, "Yeah, listen, that's the biggest <laughs> lie you've ever told. You are going to hell, mijo." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "How dare you come up with a lie like that to avoid eating picadillo?" And I was like, "Mom, I love your cooking. I just really have a session with him." So, but yeah, I I guess, man, I just had that 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 understanding that bringing value is probably the best step forward because. And you can do that in any circumstance as opposed right. to just exactly what you said. It's like, well, what can I get out of as opposed to how can I serve and be yes. the hero of the day here? And and trust me, if you're waiting your turn, if you can be the hero of the day, uh, when I used to have interns at my old studio, there were guys like, okay, so what do you need? I was like, oh, if I have to give you a list of everything I need you to do, it kind of defeats the purpose. But the guy that came in there is like, I'm going to do things without even being told to do it. I like I'm, I saw that cable lying around. I'm gonna go pick it up. I'm oh. gonna create a lunch menu. It's that guy that did that. I was like, that's the man. That that's that's the homie I want to I want right. on, on my right. project. That is awesome. Beat Academy came to birth a couple years ago. Actually, uh, it officially launched the January of this year. Uh, of, oh wow! Of okay. eighteen. Um, the the heart and the thought of it was a couple years ago because I tried to do some little workshops here live in Miami. Um, so I've always known that I wanted to go to a global market. I wanted to go online with it. Uh, but I didn't want it to just necessarily, I didn't want to create this, uh, this, uh, cul-de-sac of courses or right. just like this cold refrigerator where you go, you check out some courses and then go out. I wanted to create a mentorship opportunity, a platform where it really was me chiming in. It, it you, I have course, I love teaching. Sure. It's a new passion. It's a new season in my life that I, in, that I enjoy doing. Um, um, and then I, I just, so beat Academy is an opportunity for anybody who is producing their music or want to, uh, create success with their music production 
um, I created that platform for that. So it's a monthly membership that gives them access to courses. I do breakdown videos of, of real world music that I or my others have released. Uh, we have great partnerships with brands that are offering specific discounts, but then there's a back end community and we do live coaching calls. So twice a month we'll do a live coaching call where there's some Q&A action. I, I even review, I go throughout the forum, review some stuff. I even have guys uh, from the Timberland camp such as Nate Hills, Danger sure. Hands chime in, uh, Katie Garfield, a lot of guys, Andrew Watman. We're gonna have people just chiming in from my network, pouring into people who are aspiring to wanna succeed with their music production. So the heart behind it was a mentorship window. I also, Something somebody was telling me, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. Uh, offer multiple tiers. I, I, you know, originally they were like, you should have the beginner tier at $25 and then the exclusive gold, you know, right. Admirals Club right. be at something else, which I, I don't blame. And uh, so I, when I get a hit up for sync opportunities for film, TV, advertisement, or even for major record placements, uh, I let them know, hey guys, here's an opportunity that came in today. You want your shot? Here it is. Wow. So that's also introduced into that for the same prizes as anybody you who, who's venturing in. So I really am excited about people winning in this space. Like I really do want them to succeed. And I'm I'm doing to the best of my ability to provide a platform that allows that to happen through Beat Academy. Dude, that is awesome. My buddy Michael Elsner, who just you know got his over two thousandth placement, had a uh, Super Bowl commercial last year. He has the uh, master music licensing program, and we were oh. we were talking earlier, and he was the first guy. And the reason that I fell in love with him is he said, "Look, he says where people make the biggest mistake is they're sending full length songs." He says, "I have," he said, "I took a little girl with four song country EP, and we have fifty two placements right now with parts and pieces of her song." He said, wow. "That's where people." make the biggest mistake. He says, I want you to stop watching television and start listening to television. He says, yeah. when you're watching American Idol, all you guys think you hear is the songs that the contestants are performing, but there's music underneath the packets. There's music as they're walking up to the stage. He goes, that's all my music. He mm. said, that's all the stuff that I do. And it's like, so I'm sitting there in my head going right now going, holy crap, I need to introduce you guys because He's got a program that teaches people how to get rid of it. You have a program that teaches people how to create it. Yeah. What a marriage that would be. Yeah. Uh, and and that's what I tell people is, look, you guys go out and create it. What I teach is artist to fan engagement. What I teach is how to build relationships. What I teach is that, you know, you can run your whole entire music business from your iPhone. You know, yeah. it's like, so I found my place in this world. I'm super excited. Where should we send everyone to uh, get into your world? I was watching a YouTube video the other day where I said, man, this guy's brilliant. You took like whatever the most hot song was out there and said, here's how I'll, I'll show you how to make the drum beat. And by the way, here's an email. I'll send you all these beats. Yeah. What yeah. it was like. So you obviously is that, you know, how to strike a nerve. So you yeah. struck a nerve with me and I don't even create. I was a mobile DJ, but that's back when we played vinyl. I can't do all this crazy shit you guys do. <laughs> well, yeah, man. And just to follow up on that, yeah, it's a, it's a resource that I provide, which is, you know, genuinely just, hey, I, I want you to win. So whether you jump on board or not, here's a free resource to help you uh, do exactly that. So uh, they can obviously visit uh, beatacademy.com for more information. But I have a, a gift for all of your listeners, okay. which is uh, a sample pack with some loops and instrumentation. It's some 
construction kits and if this sounds like Chinese or you know Egyptian <laughs> language, I've provided a folder of a bunch of resources that can help somebody who's starting out or even seasoned you know, with some fresh new sounds that can probably even spark some inspiration. And that's absolutely free. That can be get, uh, you can download that at www.beatacademy.com slash pack, P-A-C-K, pack. Got it. We'll make sure uh, that that's in the show notes. Also too, uh, your YouTube channel is like a college course in itself. I mean, people, if you're serious about wanting to create music, and I, I love something that Bruno Mars said. I think it was Bruno who said, you're not a real artist until you can produce your own music. You know, mm. I think it's so important. You don't have to be great at it, but if you can at least be able to take something and then hand that to someone else. Yeah. So those of you that are like, eh, I'm just a singer songwriter. No, you're not. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like if you, you could produce full demos right from your computer. You know, yeah. there's so many different things that you can do. This is just another valuable tool and a valuable resource that makes you a better artist. And it's another great avenue for fan engagement, too. What they don't realize is something that, that, that can bring value to your audience is you don't necessarily have to have it all together. What you can do is just allow the fan to be a part of the journey. So right. if you're making your tracks and you're like, hey, I just bought this stuff. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I got a great song I want to share with you guys. So if that's like day one, you know, like, hey, I just bought this new microphone. What do you guys think? And like that's a journey that people want to be on now. And so um, I tell a lot of people who are aspiring, who are just starting this for the first time, they're overwhelmed. They're, you know suffering from par uh, paralysis of analysis. They're like, yep. I don't even know where to begin. There's so much stuff out there. I go, just start with hitting record. Just hit the record button and just have fun with this process. And a lot of people put so much pressure and burden on them to sound like what they're hearing on the radio uh, tomorrow when it's like, you know, and I love what you said, like get the heart of the idea down and you could pass it right along to somebody to say, hey, here's the idea. Like, if I don't know how to speak the same language you're speaking, I can't even begin to communicate the simple wants that I have. Like, where's the right. bathroom? Right. But if I can just learn a little bit, I can say, oh, okay, I can at least communicate. And then you could show me the rest of what it is that I need to get done. Okay. So I'm going to speak out of turn and I want you to correct me where I'm wrong. But if I was to start a song and a project and you said, hey, download it like this, then I'll be able to open it up on my computer and I can add this in and that in and this in, save it and then send it back to you and you go get the person to sing over it. Isn't that how a lot of music's being made today between yeah. guys in Miami and LA and a vocalist in London? Aren't you guys just sharing these files across <laughs> yeah. the internet and songs are a lot of times not even being written in the same room as the three no, writers? It, it's funny. The one question a lot of people ask me, so how is Gwen Stefani or how is this artist? And I go, man, you know what? The last Sia, Kygo, Gwen Stefani, these big, last big projects I've been a part of were really remotely. It was like a good friend of mine, JR Rodham in, in, in LA. He's like, dude, Ivan, Ill, you're good at this. I'm going to send you this idea that we started. Do your thing. I'm like, okay, did my thing. Sends it back. Next thing I know, it's like, yo, Gwen loves it. She cut her vocals on it. I'm like, okay, great. Now, there's a pride thing in me that wants to be there and be like, I'm running the shot. But in reality, I did what I got to do, sent it over. Next thing I know, hey, it got released. And so that's – yeah, you're exactly right. It's it's this ability to like, oh, there's a guy in Norway who's really good at uh, recording spoons. Get the guy on the track. And he puts him <laughs> on and the next thing I know, I've got this guy here. 
So, yeah, there's this amazing opportunity for so much collaboration to go on, which is such a powerful tool. And it does alleviate a lot of the burden of I don't have to have this all together by myself. Right. Um, And right back to 10 percent of something is better than 100 percent of nothing. And it really is. It's such a it's such a refreshing thing, even for me to be like, because I'm working on a record today and I'm like, uh, I, I could. I can tap somebody on the show. Hey, bro, I think you'd be great on this record and just jump on it as opposed to like, oh, I want to cut. I want to do it completely on my own. Um, and uh, there's just there's something awesome that happens when, when, when people are united that way. Sure. Wow, dude, I love this conversation. I knew I knew when I started watching your videos, I love the way that that you were teaching. You know, I, I was running late. I had a, a group coaching call today and had about 60 people that we were answering their questions. And wow. it's just it's one of those things where. It's like the, we're, we're in a new place yeah. right now. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's funny you mentioned SAE and I was part of the marketing team at the SAE here. And, uh, I, I said to him, I said, you know, I said, unfortunately, you guys, the business is changing so, so fast. You would be rewriting your curriculum every six months and yeah. then you couldn't stay accredited. So that's why you're going to get a lot of theory. But I love the practitioners. I love the people in the world that are that are willing to roll up their sleeves and show you what needs to be done. There's a lot of people that are reading a book and then telling you, uh, then writing a book about the book they just read. They've never gotten yeah. anyone a publishing deal, but they'll sell you a course on it. Or they've yeah. never worked with a hit songwriter, but they learned how to make beats. I don't mind that person as long as they don't pretend to be something that they're not. And right. you are the real deal. Oh, You've got you. something Appreciate that's going on. And we need to get you up here to Nashville and you and I do an all-day workshop together. Yeah. Uh, I was I think invited to do something at, at, I was invited to do something at Bel, Bel- Belmont. 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 Yep. I'm yeah. I teach there. Uh, oh, great. Well, um, what's, here's what's funny though is I'm not qualified to teach there because I didn't finish high school. So my buddy who is Carrie Underwood's uh utility player is on tour with Carrie, so it's his class. I'm just teaching half of it. So wow. I go in and do half the time, but yeah, I I launched the biggest star in the world. I've toured I consult major labels. I've been on major television, but I'm not qualified to teach students. I know in the it's, it's such a crazy thing uh, about the music it's, business. It's funny. Same thing with SAE. I was like, look, I, I teach, and trust me, it's not for the salary because you guys. No, you know, I, I you know. worked there for two two years. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like I just we just have a passion to see others succeed in this, and they're like, well, you know, this position, so we're going to be accredited, needs the bachelor or yeah, needs a that's master's. Why, that's why I had to stop. I was there for two years, and then they were getting reaccredited, and because I didn't have a bachelor degree, I wasn't qualified yeah. after I helped rewrite their whole entire curriculum. Yeah, yeah, same funny. boat, man. Like I said, we're it's, not putting it down, but this guy is the real deal. I will make sure that you've got the notes. Uh, beatacademy.com, beatacademy.com forward slash pack. I will also make sure that you guys have access to his YouTube channel. Uh, as, as everybody who knows me, I just love conversations. This was a great conversation. I could sit here and talk to you all day. Folks, yeah. if you feel that someone could benefit from this, even if you're just someone that's came across here and you go out and start helping people because you heard about us talk about serving people is a win for us. You know, it's yeah. like, that's, that's what I told somebody the other day. As I said, I can help change the world through music and I don't write one single song or mm. one single lyric or one single melody by showing artists how to share their music with the world. I'm a part of changing lives with music and I didn't write a single song. Wow. That's and awesome. That's kind of how I feel. Hey guys, uh, if you're new to the podcast, stop by rickbarker.com, click on the podcast link, get any uh, past episodes, show notes. You can also grab a free copy 
of my book while you are there. And uh, Ill Factor, thank you again. I appreciate you. Pleasure's all mine, Rick. And awesome time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Remember, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com. Take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help make sure that you are on the right track. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there. 